Hey there, and welcome to the One Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Hey, good morning, everyone. I am so excited to be introducing the final episode of our current home series today. Uh, If you've not joined us for this series, we've been sharing um, all about how we believe that God is not restricted to a building or or to a temple, but that God can be present and wants to encounter us and transform us in our homes too. Some people may go from Sunday to Sunday, hoping to just get enough from God to make it to the next Sunday. But we believe God wants to be present and available in your everyday. And this series has been so good. We've talked about homes of prayer, homes of miracles, homes of uh, hospitality, uh, homes of restoration. And today, Pastor Mike's going to be sharing about homes of generosity. And uh, I can't wait. I want to get off the screen so that we can get him on the screen. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment to say a massive, massive welcome to uh, everyone that is watching us perhaps for the first time today or maybe just joined us since uh, since lockdown as well. It is so great to have you with us and uh, hopefully as you can tell from our online services uh, we are people who love life, we love people and we love God and we would love to meet with you. Uh, so if you've enjoyed our online services then uh, you are going to absolutely love um, what we do on a Sunday when we meet together as well. It's just fantastic and we cannot wait till we get to to meet again. Um, So you're going to see me online again next week um, as I launch our brand new series which is called Planted Uh, and the heart behind that series is that it's all about putting in place the right relationships, habits and disciplines that are going to help you to get more out of your season. And uh, so I'm excited about that. I hope you are too. Don't forget to like, follow and share our page. And uh, I'm just going to spend a a moment now just praying before we hand over to to Pastor Mike. So God, Father God, I pray right now uh, that we would have an indescribable hunger and desire to know you and to encounter you in our homes right now. And so as Pastor Mike speaks, God, I pray that you would fill us with faith and courage and and inspire us to action, Lord God, that we might uh, make a difference with our lives, that we might be a generous people for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you today about a generous home, a generous home. I'm going to read to you from the book of Mark. And uh, here it is, uh, Mark chapter 14 And from verse 3 onwards says this. While Jesus was in Bethany reclining at the table in the home of a man known as Simon the leper, a woman came with an alabaster jar, very expensive perfume made of pure nard. She broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. Some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wages and the money given to the poor. And they rebuked her harshly. Leave her alone, Jesus said. Why are you bothering her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. 
the poor you will always have with you and you can help them anytime you want but you will not always have me she did what she could she poured perfume on my body beforehand to prepare me for burial i tell you the truth wherever the gospel is preached throughout the world what she has done will also be told in memory of her so what you have is a scenario here it's set in a home a home of simon the leper now i think it gives us that little detail firstly to let us know this is not simon simon peter one of the disciples but this is simon a man who'd had leprosy an incurable disease but met jesus one day and jesus reached out and touched this guy and he was completely transformed healed completely of this disease of leprosy now just put yourself in his shoes for a moment if somebody had encountered you and had such a transformative effect on your life you'd want to be around them a lot more right you'd want to hang out with them and this is true of christianity that whenever anyone really truly encounters jesus there is this incredible transformation that takes place and causes you to want to be with him like all the time like sunday mornings isn't enough Uh, 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 limiting our experience of faith to a church service is not enough we want him in the home and uh, that's what this series is about and that's what Simon the leper is about he sees an opportunity because Jesus is in town he invites him into his living room into his home can I encourage you Jesus wants to be in your home not just in your Sunday morning he wants to be where you are he wants to do life with you and that's what's happening in this story and an event takes place in Simon's home and the event is that a woman comes in and approaches Jesus with a very expensive jar an alabaster jar of perfume and she breaks the jar and she pours this perfume worth about a year's wages so really expensive pours it over Jesus' head and hair kind of symbolically anointing Jesus or showing Jesus the the worth that he has to her she's honoring him in this scenario by pouring this perfume upon his head and what we see are two responses to this act we see the response of the people in the room and we see jesus response okay let's just look at the response of the people in his room the bible tells us they're indignant indignant they're they're wound up by this they're annoyed by this and they reason out this way they say look you could have taken that jar of of expensive perfume sold it taken the money and given it to the poor that would have been a far better use of this, this these riches really in this in this jar that would have been a better thing to do you see their focus is on what is being lost in this act of giving their concern their focus is on what is being given up on on the waste on the loss of it and they reason that there could have been something better that she could have done with this jar with this giving with this offering now then there's jesus view of what's happening and jesus says hold on guys hold on stop bothering this woman and then he he describes her offering in three ways he firstly says what she has done is beautiful beautiful the second thing he says is she's what she's done is reasonable and the third thing he says is what she's done is prophetic now i'm going to talk about that again in a moment and just break that down a little bit more but there are these two vastly different kind of responses to this 
to this offering. Now let's take a look at the woman for a moment and look at it from her point of view because I don't believe that the woman was at all focused like the group of people in the room were on what she was losing in this act of offering. I don't think she was at all focused on what she was giving up. She was really focused on who she was giving to and the worth of the one that she was giving to. She wanted to give something of her best of the, that she had. And, and so she did and she poured it out, she gave freely. And I think that when Jesus responded by saying that this thing she has done is beautiful is because this woman ultimately worshipped Jesus in her giving. We often say this in one church, you've probably heard me say it and others as well, that when we take offerings and when we create an opportunity to give, we say giving is a part of our worship. Well, this is where we get that from. We really mean that at One Church. Giving isn't just like contributing to any charity or it's not just about making a donation. For us, when we give, it takes on another meaning. It takes on a bigger life. It takes on something more than just a contribution. It's an act of worshipping the one that we're giving to. And we see that in this story that as this woman gave without regard for the loss, it became an act of worship. And we know that because Jesus' response was, that is beautiful what's happened there. Like he receives it as something to be admired. He's, he's impressed, he's like wowed by this woman's generosity. And he calls it beautiful. As Christians, it's really easy. I know because I've fallen into this before. It's really easy to be like the other guys in the room, that when we give, we're focused on what we're losing or what we're giving up. And maybe if that's our dominant focus, okay, if our dominant focus for giving is what we're losing and what we're giving, if that's it, then that's really going to limit our ability to be generous. It's going to limit our offering potential. It's going to, at the very least, it's going to narrow it. Like, it's not going to be an alabaster jar of expensive perfume, that's for sure. Because what we're going to do is we're going to reason and logic in our minds, just as the people in that room did, there are other things we could do with this money, right? There's other things we could do with this offering. It would be a waste to give it there. Let, let's figure out a better way to use it. And, and I have sometimes reasoned my way out of giving to God because I have gone on that same journey that these guys did in this room and come to the conclusion that sounds really reasonable, but actually it's just they've talked their way out of generosity. Generosity to God. Now, uh, there's this other view, the view of the woman, that has no real regard for what is being lost, but just is more focused on who she's giving to. Like, we could give that way too as Christians. Like when we give, we could have a focus on worshipping Jesus, on giving something that's worthy of him, of, of focusing on who he is and the generosity that he has shown us. And our giving is a response to who he is. Well, then I think that would expand the capacity of our generosity. No longer would it be narrowed by our reasoning and logic, but we would be freer to be generous. Are you following me this morning? You can have one of two focuses in your giving. 
to give focused on our loss and what we're giving up or to give focused on who we're giving to. Now Jesus calls it firstly beautiful. We've talked about that. It, he sees it as worship. But secondly, he says it's reasonable what she's done. The verse for that is where he says she has given what she could. Another guideline we have in one church when it comes to giving is give what you can. Ne- never give what you haven't got. Don't give yourself into a position of debt. Don't, don't give what you haven't got, but give what you can. Now, sometimes that may be a call to be sacrificial and to go the extra mile and to give above and beyond and maybe to give up something. But don't give the bank's money. Don't give somebody else's money. Don't give something you haven't got. Give what you can. Give reasonably. You know, we just feel that's wisdom. There's great wisdom in giving what you can give. And uh, so that's what happens in this story. Jesus says it's beautiful. Jesus says she's given what she can give. And for her, this alabaster jar of expensive perfume, she could give it and she did give it. And Jesus points that out. And thirdly, Jesus says what she's given is prophetic. The way we know that is because Jesus said what she has done by pouring out this offering of perfume upon my head has prepared me for my burial. Now, you have to understand this, most people in the room still hadn't grasped that Jesus was going to die and rise again. They, it still hadn't twigged, okay? But Jesus sees her giving as part of this bigger story, this bigger picture of what's going on. And I really believe this, that when we give, we're not just giving worship, something that's beautiful, and giving reasonably what we can give, but we're giving into a bigger story of God's purpose and plan for planet Earth. Uh, when we give, our giving joins with everybody else in the church, and that all kind of comes together to outwork God's purposes, but uh, that giving joins with the giving of people across this earth, across the world. Everyone that gives, that gives to God in worship is giving into this incredible narrative, this story of God redeeming man, of saving the planet, of outworking his purpose, of building his kingdom. It becomes prophetic. It becomes part of a bigger story. So giving is both worship, it's beautiful. Giving is reasonable, but giving is also prophetic. It tells a bigger story. That's what Jesus thought about this incredible offering that this woman gave. I want to encourage us to think about building a generous home. You know, a generous home is not a home that whose giving is thinned out by logic and reason. Where we say, oh, well, actually, there are better things we could do with that money, more productive things than giving it to God. Let's be a home that gives without regard to the loss because of who God is, because he first gave to us. Isn't that like one of the most crucial beliefs of Christianity, that God first gave? The Bible tells us that God gave us his son so that no one would perish, but everyone could have eternal life. Let's break that down. God gave us Jesus to fix humanity, everything that's wrong, everything that's broken, all our sin, all the evil, all the darkness in the world. Jesus is the fix to that. And God gave Jesus at the cost of his life to come and pay the penalty, pay the the punishment that we deserve for getting ourselves into this mess. God gave Jesus to fix that for us. He gave something worth far more than an alabaster jar of perfume. He gave his very life for us. God is a giver and God gave extravagantly to us. God gave enormously, generously to us because of his love 
for us because we were the focus of his giving. He gave to us without regard for personal loss, without thinking about what he was losing. He gave generously because he prized and treasured and cherished us. He gave first. God is still giving. Isn't it great news this morning that when you woke up, God was giving mercy and grace to you? Like if you've had a bad week, if you feel you're a bad person, I want to tell you today, God is giving mercy and grace to you. All you have to do is receive it, to trust it, to to have faith today, and God's grace will meet you where you're at. You'll meet all the needs that you have. If you feel you're a failure, God will more than meet that failure with love and grace today because he's a giver, he's giving. And the truth is as well, you know, the Bible tells us God gives to our practical needs. He does. Teaches us in the Lord's Prayer to ask for our daily bread. That means to ask for the basic daily stuff that we need. Maybe in this situation, you've been impacted. Your finances have been impacted. Maybe you've lost your job or your income has been restricted. I want to encourage you today to pray in line with the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Because I believe God's a giver. And here's the other thing I know. The Bible says it several times. That generosity opens doors. That when we give, when we're generous, it makes room for us. It opens doors. It expands things. I think it gives God an opportunity to respond Likewise, when God sees our generosity, I think God goes, I can't help but provide and to give into that need and into that person's life. So the Bible tells us in the book of Philippians that God will supply all your needs from his great riches. God is the great provider. Today, see your giving, see your generosity, not through the eyes of the crowd that thought it was loss, but see it as an act of worship, as a, an act of generosity, as, a, as an act of faith today that says, God, I believe you're worth this and more. And as you give, trust God for your needs. I believe that as you give what you can, God will give what he can give back to you. And God will look after all your needs. So here in this one home, the home of Simon the leper, we have this incredible act of generosity that teaches us, that inspires us to have generous homes. Homes that aren't focused on what we're going to lose, but homes that are focused on who we're giving to. Homes that see giving as worship. Homes that see giving as prophetic, part of a bigger story. Please can I encourage you to sow a seed, to be a giver, to be generous. There are all sorts of ways we try and make it as easy as possible to give into one church, And we believe that as you do that, you are becoming part of God's bigger picture for us too. But I encourage you to think about again, overcoming some of those mindsets that we're all really susceptible to. Where we think, oh, but if I give, but, if I give, but, I could have, or I could have spent it here, or I could have done this with it. Focus on who you're giving to. God is worthy. He's the great giver. And he will never let you go without when you give in worship to him. Hey, I trust this encourages you today to build a home on generosity. I trust this inspires you and encourages you to think about your own uh, giving. And I pray as you do give, whatever you can give, whether it's the penny or whether it's the alabaster jar of perfume, that God will bless you a hundredfold. He'll bless your home. He'll bless your needs. He'll open doors. 
and you'll have miracles to speak about and tell others about of God's goodness. See you again soon.